Hello, and welcome to Ag Week 2021. This year, in honor of our 10th anniversary, we are highlighting innovative advancements, ideas, and individuals that have contributed to agriculture over the past 10 years in a series of five interviews. While we wish that these speakers could be with us on campus celebrating all that Purdue has to offer, we are thankful for their contributions to this year's Ag Week. So, without further ado, here are our presidential dialogues. Good afternoon and welcome to Ag Week 2021. Uh, my name is Brad Burlett and I am a senior here at Purdue University studying agribusiness with a minor in crop science, animal science. And today we have, uh, we are bringing in Joe McGuire from Pure Green Farms. So welcome to Ag Week 2021. We're excited to have you here. Joe, will you give us just a little background about yourself and then also about Pure Green Farms? Sure. Yeah, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the CEO of Pure Green Farms and we are a startup hydroponic company here out of South Bend that grows primary lettuce. And I am a 32 year veteran of the fresh produce industry working in various places such as California, Florida, and many cities in between. Originally from New York um, and now living here in South Bend, Indiana. Awesome. Um, so your company is producing a significant amount of leafy greens at a significantly lower carbon footprint what innovations are helping you achieve that lower footprint? Sure. Yeah. So we grow in a greenhouse and it's a controlled environment greenhouse. And so that allows us to use a lot less water and have a, a much smaller carbon footprint relative to what is typically grown in the field, which is the majority of lettuce consumption in America comes from the West Coast, either California or Arizona. They switch back and forth during the year based on the season. And so, yeah, it eliminates trucks from the road. Um, and, and, and eliminates the excessive use of water. And it also has a big food safety factor because we don't have much labor, as much, nearly as much labor as what they have to do in the field production. Awesome. So growing more food with less resources is a hot topic in agriculture today. What mm -hmm. steps do you think that producers need to take to move forward with more efficient food production? Yeah, you have to avail yourself to the, of technology and you've got to take chances, right? There's a lot of risk involved when you make investments like this. We've got a lot of money invested in this project here in Indiana, but we're able to accomplish a lot. We're buying off the shelf technology from Europe where it's a necessity because they don't have the luxury of having places like California and Florida. Um, and so, um, but we're able to now because of all the pressure that's on the West Coast in terms of cost and safety and sustainability, we're able to bring that here to the local residents. And then what's the best part of it all is that you get fresher, better lettuce. And so my advice to companies is to really dive deep and look at the technology that's available, work with universities like Purdue, where a lot of this research is going on and they're on the cutting edge of what's happening um, out there in the world to make a better product and do it more efficiently. Perfect. So you had talked about how a lot of the production, standard production is done on the West Coast. Um, can you tell us a little bit of uh, the thought process behind producing here in South Bend, Indiana? Yeah, so this was something that the um, investors who were the lead on the project uh, had been studying for probably close to four years before they started to make a move. They picked South Bend, Indiana because of land availability and then also proximity to population. Those were the two of the big drivers. And um, also competitive, right? There are some of these projects that are going around in other parts of the country. And so 
um, if there was availability here in the Midwest relative to competition. Okay. Do you think the hydroponics process that Pure Green Farms uses in their leafy green production can become a dominant growing practice? I do. Yeah. And that's why these guys chose it. There's a lot of different models out there in the hydroponic space. Um, and it's not just in growing hydroponically, but it's also the type of environment that you grow in. You can grow in a vertical, which is a lot of money has been invested in vertical growing, uh, repurposing buildings and uh, growing everything essentially indoors in a building without access to natural light. Uh, we think this is the best way to do it because you have access to natural light and that allows you to, again, keep your carbon footprint and your expenses down significantly. Pure Green Farms mentions that their greens are grown while never touched by human hands. However, conventionally produced fruits and vegetables are highly dependent on hands-on labor. Can you describe your automation process and how it fits into sustainable production? Sure. Yeah, so it's, it's automated. Our system is, is completely automated. It doesn't mean that we are an autonomous greenhouse where you don't need any people and you can essentially sit at the keyboard and computer and, and run your greenhouse. We do need people. But um, the, 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 the core roles that typically um, are important for raising a crop and harvesting it and getting it into the market are handled autonomically, automatically um, through, through um, robotics that we have. And so from the sowing of the seeds to the grow product, the grow process, down to harvesting and getting it into the package are all done through automation. What is one of the biggest challenges you guys have seen with um, the automation and technology that you guys have been using? Yeah, it's very involved. It's very, um, there's a lot of uh, machinery and, and uh, sensors and alignment that has to take place. So the, the people that uh, manage our mechanical roles are very important to us because if any one part goes down, you have to replace it quickly to maintain your climate, to maintain your growth cycles and so on. So those are the, those are probably the biggest challenges. We're in the ramp up period right now. And so, yeah, we're feeling all the pain, but <laughs> we know there's light at the end of the tunnel. So we're excited about it. Good. How do you see technologies being integrated into the ag value chain, especially in the production sector where many processes are still old fashioned? Yeah, it's, um, I, I see it as, you know, just the, the market's pushing it. You have to do it. And, you know, unfortunately, some of the older school philosophies and techniques on doing things just kind of get swept away. Uh, you hate to see that happen to people, but it's the market. And, and when the market's demanding something, that's what pushes it. And the technology is a big driver in it. If you would have asked me five years ago, Joe, you're going to be in South Bend, Indiana with two, two million pounds of, of leaf lettuce a year. I would have called you crazy, um, and here I am, right? And and I, I've been in this business for a long time, and um, I'm amazed at, at at the change. Just to give you an idea, when I first got in the business, I worked out in Salinas, California, and it was a really big thing to have wrap lettuce, which is just the head of iceberg with the, the wrap film over it, and that was part of the strategy in some companies to try to build market share was to just get out there with those machines and the labor and wrap in the field and I was there when we evolved into doing the value added ready to eat and, you know, whether the market would accept it and there would be adoption and you could see it now, the majority of lettuce is, is ate, eaten from ready to eat form. Um, and now we think that we're on the next frontier of innovation. Perfect.
So another hot topic in urban farms is the technology you are using replicable in that environment. And if so, what steps have you taken to make that moment happen at a faster rate? Yeah, I mean, this, this does not have replication for every commodity that's out there. Um, it, it just doesn't have application for growing potatoes or onions, um, but there is other commodities that are coming down the pike. Lettuce is one of the newest ones. Strawberries are, there's a really strong push to have indoor grown, hydroponically grown strawberries. I know of a couple of deals that are going up that are, I'm gonna call them pretty massive investment that's being made and they're gonna be growing strawberries. And again, it's driven by the market and the market's asking for more sustainable product. And more importantly, the market's asking for better strawberries. They may look beautiful, but they don't always taste beautiful. And so um, this new technology, uh, they think, and you know, we're watching it carefully, could produce better berries and at, 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 a, at a reasonable cost so that you can make a profit. In general, agriculture has advanced significantly over the last 10 years. In your area of expertise, how can you continue to innovate to overcome emerging challenges facing our world? Yeah, and that's what we're doing. And we, it, it's just a part of being focused and paying attention to what's happening in the economy, what's happening to the in the environment. And that that's the ethos of the company and um, the investors have that same mentality. And so, you know, we just got to keep driving it. And um, that's that's why we built this and, and we hope to build more. And we think there will be a lot more changes that come, changes that come in packaging, changes that come with seed varieties so that we get better yield, changes that come with seed varieties so that we get better products. How can we tweak the, uh, climate so we can gain more efficiencies and drive our costs down even further and not use valuable brown resources. Do you have any advice for uh, Purdue students as they go out into the workforce here in the next few years? Anything that you found valuable or any just advice for us? Yeah, my advice to the students would be, well, first of all, I congratulate them for being involved in agriculture. I've, I've loved this business. Um, Again, I've been doing this for 32 years and mostly on the sales and marketing side. And it's just, it's fabulous to have been able to sell products that are good for you. Um, and so I've, I've, I've cherished that. But, you know, my advice is just to really pay attention and network and be focused and, and, and think big picture. You know, they, they use that term uh, to, to, to think globally and act locally. And, you know, we like to think that we do that as well. And so there's just so much going on around the world. Uh, pay attention to what's going on and, 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 and just think about how you can influence and add value. Thank you for your time, Joe. And uh, thank you for being a part of Ag Week 2021. Uh, mm -hmm. We're excited to uh, be here with you and to be, have you be a part of it. And uh, happy Ag Week, everybody. And uh, have a good day. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. And thank you to all of our sponsors for making Ag Week 2021 possible. Make sure to check out other episodes of our podcast posted throughout the week.